Hi, I'm Keith Johnston, your host for Forrester's podcast, What It Means, where we explore the major changes in the market influencing executive priorities. Today, I'm joined by Principal Analyst Jay Patasol and Vice President Ted Shadler to discuss the impact of elevating creativity within your organization. Welcome, Ted. Welcome, Jay. Thank you, Keith. Thank you. Ted, Jay, and your new report called Creativity Catalyzes a Growth Mindset. You're talking about creativity much bigger and broader than what most people do. And believe me, this is a passionate subject of mine. I personally spent an entire career in film and advertising. But that's just one form of creativity. How are you really defining creativity in this report? Well, I, I think I can I can start by uh, by defining what it's what it's not in some regards in in terms of what it's not in this report, which is um, uh, we deliberately didn't use the term creative because the term creative often conjures this notion or this idea of an individual, you know, creative people, creative individuals, artistic uh, geniuses, brilliant designers, uh, really talented creative people um, inside a marketing department or in an, in an agency, uh, innovative founders. And uh, for us, the, the, the concept is, is, is not, you know, inside, um, you know, someone that's been, you know, bestowed to be creative or given, you know, the permission uh, to be creative and, and others that aren't. Uh, we, we see it as, as, you know, something that's much broader um, and, and more of a, a collective uh, energy that can be tapped across the, the entire organization. And in, and in part of uh, researching uh, and writing this report, uh, I, I came across um, a really interesting example of exactly this, of exactly of what it's not, this idea of, cre- of creative being bottled up into just a few individuals. And I found it on the, uh, the, uh, the app Fishbowl, it, of course, is um, uh, a place where professionals can ask anonymous questions and get answers. And the question that was posed is, how do you deal with producers who continually feel the need to give creative input? So obviously, a, you know, a creative company that's creating marketing or communication or something to that effect. And, and the producer is giving creative input. And the responses were really fascinating. Um, and, and illustrate the, the, the point that I'm making. So some of the responses were like, give them the opportunity to be heard, but don't feel like you, you need to actually make any changes. Um, or another response is, is if this person is commenting too much, um, you really don't have to agree with what they say. You can tell them, I appreciate your thoughts, but I need to confer with my creative partner. Or, or, or yet another response where they would say, I wouldn't judge them too harshly for having ideas or, or thoughts, but it's still your project. You can choose to consider or, or ignore it. And, and that example does, really does it for me. It's, it, it's, it's not their project, it's, it's your project, or you can choose to, to ignore them, or this, you know, in effect saying this person isn't creative. And, I, and what, what we are trying to convey in this report is in fact, Everyone has the capacity to be creative. Creativity is actually everywhere. You can find it. Um, you, you can find it in business. You can find it in life. Um, but it's just the challenge of business today to be able to activate it, 
and and elevate it. You know, language that Ted and I worked on, you know, really specific. I mean, it's about elevating the idea of of collective brainstorming and working together to to problem solve. Uh, and that and that's what we mean. And we and we think it, it it it's it's much more broadly than just uh, creative outputs and, and creative people. Yeah, well, you know that's very interesting, Jay. Uh, but I want to push harder on this because if you take creativity and you apply it to business, or you apply it to technology, aren't we really talking about innovation? What's the difference? Hey, let me uh, let me jump in on that, um, uh, Keith. So. You know, when, when Jay and I started looking at this idea of creativity beyond, you know, the obvious, everybody says, well, it's a creative person. I'm not creative. But of course, you're creative. Everybody is creative. Everybody can cook, <laughs> to quote uh, Ratatouille. Everybody is creative. And as kids, we, we're all creative. You know, we try stuff out. And when we fall down, we get back up and try it again. And we get to work and we're, so, we're told, oh, you can't be creative. Your job is something else. So we take our creativity elsewhere. You know, we kind of apply it in our at home or in a hobby or or in our in who we support. And so when you think about um, why we 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 love this word creativity as a as more than just sort of a creative person, uh, is because a lot of these other ways of tackling or talking about uh, breakthrough and a really business disruptive that, that happens, they've tended to be tied up in like the innovation group. This group is designated as the innovation group and everybody's supposed to be innovative, but they're not giving any permission or, or incentive or granted any license to be innovative. Um, and innovation comes with a budget and you apply it once you've you know got something uh, to do. And the other, the other one is design. Is it designs everywhere, isn't it? Human centered design, design thinking that solves all problems. And mm, well, we think creativity applies much more broadly than than uh, design. For example, design is great for interfaces and and certainly, you know, getting a product to match up against what somebody needs. But creativity can apply to the business model or the operating model or the software code that drives the product or um, getting people together to think about how to really bring it to life. And so, we really are very energized and excited about. You know, tapping into this 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 wealth of creativity inside all of us, and creating an approach to it, a structured way to think about how to harness and unlock all of that power that sits inside that creative spirit that we all we all have. I like it. I mean, it's I mean, it's awesome. But you know, you know, before we we leave the innovation point, it's like innovation always gets the spotlight, and like you said, it's like you know, innovation costs money. Creativity, you know, could be everywhere. Um, so if creativity has been buried behind innovation, then why creativity now? Well, I, I, I think it's, it, it's important to give each of these, um, their, their due, you know, it, it, innovation is, is about applying concepts in the marketplace and it, it's about bringing them, you know, to life and bringing them to market. Design is about, is about generating the, uh, the MVP in, in, in the first place. And then even before that comes creativity. It's, it's a way of thinking. So it, it, you know, you can kind of think of them across those three, you know, creativity is, is thinking and developing concepts. Um, design is about doing and building and employing empathy to uh, 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 to to create something, and then 
uh, innovation is 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 bringing it you know to the marketplace. So they're 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 three separate activities that that reinforce one another, and and creativity as a way of thinking as a way of thinking and working to help elevate your individual and your collective uh, ability to solve problems can be applied all across the board. Every department can be it can be leveraged by your design team. It can be leveraged by your your innovation team, um, and it just it just helps uh, energize and um, and electrify, if you will, um, uh, the process. So let's bring that to life. I mean, because certainly twenty twenty, if there was a year that we all needed creativity, that was it. So either of you, like, what are some examples that really start can really illuminate what you're talking about here? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll start. So um, once you start looking, you re- you recognize creativity is, is everywhere. And uh, maybe, you know, I'll, I'll just start with the one that just jumped out at me. Um, you know, retailers had to be extremely creative. Either they were ready or they weren't ready to respond to uh, to customer needs during during the pandemic. So curbside pickup is a, a good example of that. And um, we learned from Sam's Club uh, that they think amazingly creatively uh, they've really turned creativity into into a way of working, a way of thinking uh, to solve that problem. To um, and they work together, the tech team, the uh, store operations team, the kind of business outcome team, and they they have a fourth kind of way of, of thinking about it, which is they call the product team. So the the person responsible for the outcome. So in this case, curbside pickup. Well, you could imagine how to do it, but how do you do it right? And these four groups came together. Um, with a very clear goal. The goal was to maximize the power and the benefit to to members, to to customers of curbside pickup. And to do that, they had to run lots of experiments. They had to try lots of things out. They had to fail forward, if I could be so hackneyed as to to, to do that and and continue to improve. And they did that collectively. They, They were creative individuals that worked collectively to create this real breakthrough um, business impact that COVID pandemic demanded and that customers needed. And we thought that was just a wonderful example of creativity in action. Mm. Yeah. You guys, you guys make a, make a strong call that, you know, you're, you're saying that creativity will absolutely unleash the growth mindset for business. And you just use an example of, of business. I don't know, Jay, if you have any examples, because you're really talking about liberating creativity across the organization. Is there an example of that? Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, another example that, that we talk about in this report um, is uh, the company Vistaprint. Um, you know, again, hearkening back to uh, pandemic examples, when uh, when the when the pandemic shut everything down, Vistaprint really quickly retooled its operation um, so that they could print uh, masks and produce uh, customized masks. And then in a really short order, um, they worked with their partners and their agencies to uh, to stand up an e-commerce experience to retail those masks, not only to their their business to business customers, but also to uh, to consumers as well. And and it required a significant amount of coordination, um, you know, inside the company, um, across its operations, um, inside the business units responsible for uh, product development, for the business units responsible for marketing, uh, responsible for e-commerce, and then to coordinate that with their 
um, uh, with their agency and their partners to do so. And, uh, you know, it was pretty, it was pretty vast and across the entire, the entire enterprise to be able to do that and to do it in a matter of weeks. Um, you know, they, they really turned on a dime, uh, in, in order to do so. And it's, you know, it's just another example of a, a, a collaborative process, um, unfolding in this case, unfolding really quickly to be, you know, to shift their, their, their business away from, you know, consumption to, to help manage a crisis, but to still sell. Yeah. I mean, it's a great example, but creativity is really hard. And so either your culture needs to already have honed creativity in it, or you really almost have to give permission, you know, to accelerate this kind of creative mindset. Um, how do you do that? Not all companies are really creative. We shouldn't ignore the fact that the research shows us that companies that are identified with the with this creativity behavior, you know, what we call, you know, creativity leaders are two, they, they grow two times, 2.6 times faster um, than their peers, those in the, in the research that do not exhibit these creativity traits. And, and so there's, there, there's a very clear, you know, business reason um, uh, for embracing it. But to your question, like, how do, how do you how do you engage this? How do you take this energy and, and harness this this energy across your 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 people and your teams and your processes and uh, and, and the way you work? Well, we we thought of that as the we called it the creativity atom. <laughs> you know, we thought of a, we thought of the structure of an atom. There's, there are three you know important components to that, which is you know the the neutron, the proton, and the electron. And inside the, you know, the nucleus are, are two characteristics. It is a, the mindset, you, you referenced it, Keith, um, the mindset, it's the, we called it the collaborative mindset um, or a cooperative mindset. And it, it helps apply collaboration um, and, and organizes uh, around a purpose to apply all that collaboration. So the mindset to collaborate, um, the conditions which are really critical. You have to set the conditions in order for creativity to happen. You have to cre you have to make a culture that is conducive um, for for creativity to happen. So the people feel comfortable, the 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 company feels comfortable with the activity. It's a it's a it's a place in an environment where that can happen. And so we call that the the empowering conditions that that give license, if you will, uh, for teams to come together and, and, and work, um, you know, in person, remote, uh, but, but come together and, uh, and, and solve problems. And then the third element is um, the practices, the, 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 the practices that help institutionalize this collaboration and institutionalize these conditions and allow you to experiment and, and try different things and and pursue you know outcomes through that experimentation yeah and you're you're really talking about creativity as the, you know some of the processes the workflows and all that um but in our most recent research on future fit technology strategy uh we also said that creativity is a critical part of that approach Ted, can you can you talk to us about how creativity plays a role in what we're calling the future fit tech strategy? 
Yeah, yeah, of course. So uh, the way we think about a future fit tech strategy is that the technology is not kind of its own isolated thing run by whatever, an IT organization. The technology is embedded very, very deeply in how a company conceives, how it operates, how it delivers great experiences to customers, how it empowers employees. And so the role of technology is is much deeper than it ever has been before. That became clear during the pandemic, certainly, but it's been underway for a while. The maturity has been rising. So when you think about what that strategy is, the technology needs to be resilient in the face of um, all kinds of horrible things like we've been through recently. Um, it needs to be very adaptive, uh, adapt to sense and respond to market conditions, to have technology capacity and capability and, and partnerships that allow a company to figure out what to do and do it quickly. And then all of this is surrounded by or energized by this notion of creativity, which is the piece that Jay and I really kind of probed and, and, and looked at very, very hard. And creativity then is way more than, as Jay said, that creative genius or you know, some department that that's your job to be creative. The rest of you go about your, your business. No, 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 no. Creativity is part of that strategy in which you'll make amazing things happen because you've got a very uh, collective and uh, empowered uh, view toward the possibilities. And you bring in the right diverse thinking and you um, endow it with the right um, uh, license and agency and tooling uh, to do it. So creativity is the third kind of characteristic of that future fit uh, tech strategy and the future fit kind of approach to um, building great products, differentiating your brand and and fulfilling really your full potential uh, of experiences with customers and with employees. That sounds like a lot. It is a lot, but it's also not... Um, it's not undoable. It's not out of reach. It's not just a handful of firms that can achieve this. It's every company. It's every organization. It is just within reach. And that's what Jay and I wanted to do is to structure this idea of creativity as an operating principle in a very specific, easy to understand way. And Jay introduced that as the as the atom, these three um, elements, if you like, of the mindset, the cooperative mindset, the empowering conditions that that give license for diversity and, and, and taking risks, and then the practices, the ability to really set in place the mechanisms to run experiments, learn, pursue a North Star outcome. And we break that down very simply and very directly uh, in this research and um, lots of great examples uh, of it. And you know, we think that conversation is just getting started because every time we talk to somebody, they have really cool ideas about how they're they're bringing these ideas of creativity to life in, in their own companies and their own teams. Just thinking about our colleague, uh, James McQuivey's research that, you know, he basically calls out creativity as being the the last best business strategy. And so much of his case is behind, like, particularly when it comes to technology is everybody has access to technology, um, you know, and capital for that matter. Right. And so, you know, you're talking about creativity really as a, as a business process, really infusing in or a principle rather, really elevating that opportunity for creativity to truly be a business strategy um, if you can drive it into all those components that you're talking about. Um, how do you do that? You know, If you think about the mindset, the cooperative mindset, there are three characteristics to this. It's curiosity, entrepreneurialism, and, you know, and humility. 
you know, um, curiosity, you know, we've got to encourage the teams to, uh, to tap into that kind of inquisitive nature that, that we have as people um, and support them to, to go and, and find inspiration and, and, and to use that curiosity to find inspiration in, in other experts, in one another, um, in, in data and insights uh, that they can then uh, you know, take forward uh, across the project, to look inside their industry or look outside their industry, uh, to invite you know, some of the opinions and, and, and ideas from uh, other team members. Um, you know, if you think back to my the example that I started with the fishbowl example, it's actually the the exact opposite of uh, of that. You know, this curiosity allows you know for uh, for more opinions. Um, and in fact, Keith, our future fit uh, survey research shows that that twenty eight twenty eight percent of businesses that exhibit those creativity behaviors, those creativity leaders that I talked about. Um, they they determined that that the characteristic of curiosity is critically important for their leadership compared to only twenty percent of all others that do not that do not operate in, with uh, with creativity as a as an operating principle. So curiosity is the first one. Entrepreneurialism. We've got to encourage people to uh, to, to to stretch themselves uh, to think big. Um, to try new things um, uh, and uh, take the initiative to invent um, it, that kind of lack of permission to do so from leaders results in this kind of you know uh, lack of conviction uh, across the teams into into what solutions can be. It, it's it's kind of a, a a dulling or a nullifying effect. And you know so an example that we use to illustrate this, this kind of breadth of entrepreneurialism was uh, Amazon. Amazon created an incubator program for its employees and, and actually paid them and helped them to leave the company um, and start their own businesses and start up very specific delivery businesses, um, which was really fundamental to Amazon's success at that time. If, if they could uh, scale uh, delivery in the way that the company uh, needed it to, they were able to bring to life the proposition of 24-hour delivery for their prime members, and so they they use the entrepreneurialism of their of their own employees to create the 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 business network that was necessary for for them to achieve that win, um, and so that entrepreneurialism really led to a, a a very creative solution for how to scale Prime, which is by the way their second you know billion dollar business, right? And and as we're talking about all these 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 examples, that's you know, collaboration, um, entrepreneurialism, um, curiosity. It's important and and really important to remember that we've got to do this with humility. You know, um, that that being humble, the willingness to listen to others, to accept input, to internalize the critiques that that come back. You know, to listen to the producer's, you know, input and uh, and and take heed, you know, is 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 really vital to improving how we work together and creating um, diversity across the teams. You know, hubris is really an enemy uh, for creativity in the long run because it makes it very narrow and it makes it very insular. Um, and this is super duper hard. You know, it's it's really hard because people's passions and their their egos and their um, 
their 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 portfolio, um, you know, as as demonstrating their success in their career, their CV um, is 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 on the line. But it's um, you've got to overcome that that vulnerability. And when we talked to Adobe, Adobe talked about how they 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 recognize and understand and understand that there is a vulnerability of, of, uh, of exercising creativity. And, um, you know, for, for people that, you know, that put it out there, they have to recognize that people may not like their ideas. So in, in terms of mindset, it's, it's those three, humility, entrepreneurialism, and curiosity. Yeah. See, that makes so much sense to me. Um, you know, going back to James's research, you know, he, he, well, it makes so much sense for the people part of it, I guess I'll say is that because, you know, James's research for future fitness, you know, the three most predictable uh, attributes of future fitness is curiosity, agility, and risk. That makes so much sense for the talent. But I want to install creativity permanently in my organization. Um, you mentioned, you know, you know, innovation, you know, innovation labs and, and parts of the organization uh, that really have this creativity thing down. Um, how do I, how do I get creativity in the org? Yeah, well, look, that is a sixty four thousand dollar question for sure. Um, in a perfect world, it is um, empowered top down for sure, and we see this reflected in the data and in the results of curiosity and leadership, for example, and the willingness to take risks. But in our research, we found that you didn't have to have top down support in order to get this uh, flywheel turning. What you had to do is you had to have a span of control, a place where there was a willingness to take risks and measured risks, by the way, not not crazy risks, but to manage risk but through the doing rather than get to the end and realize that it didn't work. So by uh, establishing a set of practices, I'm going to skip ahead to those because the conditions then will circle back around to show how they, they tie together. But if you think about the practices, there is just a way of working that uh, has this approach toward an outcome that everybody agrees is important. Now, in the, you know, the literature, you'll hear this referred to as a North Star metric. Um, you'll hear objectives and key results as a mechanism for doing it. These are all true. The thing that we think sets creativity as an operating principle apart is that that comes together around a specific uh, set of diverse uh, people from different disciplines, so a team structure, that then um, works in a different way. And you could think of this as agile at scale if you're a techie, uh, so business agile. Um, you could think of this as um, you know, MVP if you like, but it is, um, it, it is a way of working that has, uh, as Jay said, um, and, and I certainly believe, that there's a creative process that you think uh, and allow yourself to think creatively, uh, but that you then run experiments. And actually, um, at Sam's Club, the the leader of uh, the tech team um, says, how many experiments are we running this month? He actually asks his people. Uh, and I think that's just wonderful because because experiments are, they might work or they might not work, but in any case, you're going to learn. Um, and because there's a, a metric, the, a breakpoint, sort of a go, go, you know, no go uh, decision at every point, you're not going to go very far before deciding whether or not that works. You're going to build that into your into your practice. Um, and then really there's this um, kind of humility coming back to the, the notion of, of being humble. It's, it's not about me or you or the individual that's, that's being the creator or part of the creative team. 
it's really about the person affected by the output, by the product, by the experience, by the brand communication. So there's empathy, and Jay alluded to this, said this earlier, uh, and there's understanding of the customer's needs as well as the employee, the impact on employees that have to, in the case of Samsung, they've got the, the folks in the operations of the of the store. And so there really is, um, you know, we are, we are uh, in this to serve as opposed to we are in this to, you know, be rock stars on the, on, on the team. So the practices are quite mechanical at the end of the day. You could write it down a playbook. You could assess against your own ability to do it. And um, they don't sound like rocket science for those that have been thinking a lot about design thinking or, you know, about MVP, minimum, you know, viable product. But in point of fact, they come together as just one element of creativity uh, alongside the mindset, alongside uh, the context here. If I'm a company that simply does not have the creativity gene in my DNA, uh, (laughs) how do I get it? How do I start? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, I'll come back to my my belief, my strong belief that we're all creative. We just need to tap into that inner that inner creative spirit that we have. And so, uh, let's let's do banking as an example. So, um, you know, is there a more staid and solid and profitable, by the way, business than than investment banking? Goldman Sachs has been, you know, at it for a long time. And hardly a creative firm in the sense of. Uh, you know, create a brand or create a products in its 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 traditional sense, but they they created a, a breakthrough business and are uh, growing that business very very rapidly called Marcus uh, by getting into personal loans into into personal finance, and they did it in an incredibly creative way. They um, set up shop um, outside the the core on the other side of the river, <laughs> in Hoboken I think or Jersey City, and. Um, they uh, just unlocked it. They brought diverse teams together. They brought in good partners. They took lots of risks. They learned a lot. They established deep empathy for uh, potential customer needs. And they couldn't just build a minimum viable product. That would that would have failed. They had to build a, a minimum business viable product, uh, which they did. And, and now they're expanding from that base very rapidly. Now, here's the thing. That was such an amazing success in terms of agility, in terms of breakthrough, in terms of really eye-opening, culture-changing for the organization that they brought it back in. They reabsorbed it um, into the mothership of Goldman, and hopefully not too early, in the hopes, in the belief that the rest of Goldman could also learn to work this way, to think this way, to act this way. And um, I, I think the payoff is there for them. I think you see that happening. Um, I'll give you another example, again, in financial services. Um, and we've written about this one. Um, there's an insurer called um, Pinnacle, which does workers' comp out in um, in the uh, Denver area, and they have a, a business group they call Cake, uh, which is kind of a great name uh, to take workers' comp insurance down market. Now, if there was ever a staid, stolid, uninteresting business, I shouldn't say that. All my insurance uh, friends will be be unhappy. Um, I don't know what it is, but they were unbelievably creative in how they approached it. You know, they said, well, what are we good at? Well, we're good at pricing risk. Okay, and we have an engine. Well, we want to go down market. Well, it's too expensive to sell to mid-market firms. So how are we going to do self-service selling? And they they completely rethought it. They completely rethought the product, the offer, the policies, the way policies get written, this the customer service, and so on and so on and so on. And very, very creative. They work with partners. They thought way outside the box. They brought in tech and 
business partners like Stripe for payment, for example, um, Salesforce for, you know, for customer data. Um, they worked with uh, Deloitte in this case uh, to, to build this thing. And here again, the creativity spirit just was alive and well, really breakthrough, diverse uh, thinking. And that thing has gone like gangbusters. Uh, the rest of the companies uh, seen it, um, hopefully loved it, um, and and reculturing their own organization to think creatively, to work individually and collectively toward common purpose that is a business outcome, and and really adopt some of these new ways of thinking and working. Just really powerful stories. You know, a third example, if if I can if I can interject, is the Clorox company. You know, and and when you think of Clorox, obviously their their main brand being the the bleach and and, and the but they they have uh, a number of other uh, brands and products, and they also have uh, inside uh, the Clorox company their in house agency, which they call the Electro Creative Workshop, and the Electro Creative Workshop is uh, is a full service agency that handles a number of marketing uh, projects for. Um, uh, for Clorox on behalf of their brands, and 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 one of the most interesting things that they've said to us is is when you know what you believe, you know how to behave. And they, as a partner, are you know for for their brands, they absolutely believe in uh, in in injecting the the, the creative process, uh, you know, all across uh, the work that they do. Um, you 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 wouldn't think to find. Uh, you know, such a creative force inside uh, a, a company like Clorox, but it's there and they, they, they do a tremendous amount of marketing output and work for them. And, um, and it's really good. It's really good stuff. It's, I mean, look at Clorox's performance across, uh, uh, across 2020 beyond, you know, beyond its cleaning products. Um, they've done really well. And uh, so another example of how to install um, uh creativity in an organization that may not have the, the, the initial DNA for it. I like that advice. Um, so I'm, I'm bought in guys. Um, I'm there, um, as a little, uh, you know, parting shot. Um, I want both of you to think of the least creative company that you can and offer an adv- a bit of advice to their leader. Without naming names, I hope. <laughs> <laughs> Try. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. So the, the creativity is everywhere if we can, but recognize it. Uh, I think that should be your watchword really for everybody. And so there's going to be somebody very creative. So there's going to be some team that, that is working differently, thinking differently and creating breakthrough. So find those, find those people, find that team, find that small, you know, lurking for sure, uh, spot it, take, take that inventory, uh, if you like, and, and you may find them in your traditionally creative organizations, like your marketing or product development could be in your design teams, could be in your innovation teams as well. So you don't necessarily have to, uh, canvas the whole organization, but when you spot it, name it, celebrate it, give it uh, light and air and, and support. And, uh, very quickly you'll see, you'll hear about many, many more of them, uh, that are sprinkled throughout. You just not haven't seen or not aware of. I, I would, I would say seek, seek help from experts and partners, uh, because the, the people inside your, although the organization may be the least creative, as we say, the people inside the organization, um, are not, they, the, the, 
ability to apply creativity is there. They just need to understand how and partners and experts can help them do that. That can be, um, you know, technology partners um, that can be, uh, you know, marketing partners and agencies that can help. Uh, think out, uh, outside the box. That can be partners from um, uh, you know adjacent industries. Um, that could be you know uh, groups inside the the organization that you don't normally work with. Um, it could be the design group, uh, uh, for example, that is is probably leading the charge uh, for the the creativity inside the organization. Um, and and teach the rest of the organization how how to adopt this these these practices and you know kind of use partner partners and and experts to lead by example um if you will um that and 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 give them the you know the license to do it and uh and and you'll find that you're you'll up your creative gene you're, you'll up your creative dna that's great well gentlemen i appreciate you taking on such a subjective topic and trying to make it really tangible and actionable uh, clearly, this is the beginning of a lot more research to come. So thank you, Ted. Thank you, Jay. This was a great podcast. Thank you. Great to be here. If you like what you heard today, subscribe to Forrester's What It Means podcast on iTunes, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, or your favorite podcast player. To continue the conversation, follow Forrester on Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Thanks for listening.